I never forget the first day that I met Mr. Washington. I, I was born in a poor section of Miami, Florida called Liberty City. I was born in an abandoned building on a floor with a twin brother. And when we were six weeks of age, we were adopted. And when I was in the fifth grade, I was identified as EMR, labeled educable, mentally retarded, put back from the fifth grade to the fourth grade. And I failed again when I was in the eighth grade. I don't have any college education, but because of my mother, and I feel like Abraham Lincoln who said, all that I am and all that I ever hope to be, I owe to my mother. I saw a sign once that said that God took me from my biological mother's womb and placed me in the heart of my adopted mother. So my first major goal was to buy my mother a home, to take care of my mother. And, and I did that, took care of her until she passed at 88. But I'll never forget when I met Mr. Washington, I was in a class waiting on another student, and, and he came in and he said, young man, go to the board and work this problem out for us. I said, oh, sir, I, I can't do that. He said, why? I said, I'm not one of your students. He said, look at me. I said, yes, sir, go to the board and work the problem out anyhow. I said, sir, I, I can't do what you're asking me to do. He said, why? Sir, because I'm, I'm educable, mentally retarded, sir. And as the students erupted in laughter, he came from behind his desk, he looked at me and he said, don't you ever say that again. Someone's opinion of you does not have to become your reality. And that was a turning point in my life. On one hand, I was humiliated. But on the other hand, I was liberated. Because he looked at me with the eyes of Goethe who said, look at a man the way that he is. He only becomes worse. But look at him as if he were what he could be. Then he becomes what he should be. And so Mr. Washington, he challenged me. And I want to challenge you right now about raising your goals. And, and I want you to shake someone's hand on your right and left, look them in the eyes and say, stretch yourself. I grew up in New Orleans. My mother worked as a daycare assistant at the Jewish Community Center. The man that I was told was my father was a carpenter and a functional alcoholic. He was abusive to my mother and I, so needless to say, for most of my younger years, I was angry. And by the time I entered into adolescence, I was furious. God knew I needed points of light. So he gave me a praying mother. Not more than a baby herself, when she married this man, she tried her best to protect me from him. But with no life skills of her own, she did what she knew how to do. But oh, how she loved me. Friday was payday for him, so he would come home happy. But that was short-lived. He would go out and return a few hours later drunk and angry, yelling and fighting her. And as I watched in horror, God knew that this little boy needed points of light. This happened every Friday and every Saturday night, but come Sunday morning, my mother would come in the room and wake me up, shake me in my chest and say, come on, baby, let's go to church. When we get there, I would see my mother up in the choir singing, happy, rocking, talking about, thank you, Jesus. I remember being a little boy wanting to know this God, this Jesus, that made my mother so happy. She said, baby, I'm gonna teach you how to be a Christian, the real one. You know, the ones with flaws that make mistakes, the ones that God himself used in the Bible, that kind, not these perfect pretending holy rollers, she called them, you know? She taught me that God loved me, and oh, what a point of light he has been for me. Now, I'm sorry, I know it's not politically correct to talk about God and faith these days, these days but oh well, they gave me a microphone. <laughs> Thank you for allowing me to be myself. 
It was my mother teaching me about God and faith that allowed me to forgive my father and also to be able to understand them both. Now that I'm older, I realize that my parents had no examples. They were two wounded children trying to raise a wounded child. Years later, I would enter into show business not knowing that I was carrying a desire to share what I had learned and witnessed growing up, not knowing that the very people that had made me laugh and made me cry and made me happy, made me sad, and literally had made me were showing up in my work, their lives, their stories, their hopes, their dreams, their despair, were all on display in my films and my storytelling. I only wanted to bring laughter and light now because I had seen so much darkness growing up. I was writing about things that were raw and guttural, my own experiences, so much so that it made the critics uncomfortable. It was crass and abrasive to the trained eye. Offensive, they called it. But while they were writing their reviews, I was receiving emails and likes on Facebook by the millions from people all around the world who got it. Like the letter I got from a woman who said, my sister saw Diary of a Mad Black Woman, and you did in two hours what my family has been trying to do for 12 years. She's leaving an abusive relationship. Yeah. It was the point of light. Or the letter that I got from a mother of a little boy in Houston who has autism and she was telling me that it's my shows that keep him calm enough to go to sleep in the evening, a point of light. Or the single mother who sent me an email saying that she had had it and she was going to commit suicide. She rented a hotel room and she wanted to spend the last day with her kids. So she brought him to this hotel and she said, anything you guys want to do, you let me know. One of them said, I want to watch one of Tyler Perry's plays. So they watched the show. And after they watched it, she was no longer depressed. She found herself laughing and happy and joyous. And she no longer wanted to commit suicide. That's the point of life. It feels great to be able to lift people on this level, but you also have the power to lift people even if you don't have this platform. Yeah, see, see I think that, that you really have to stretch yourself to discover your stuff. I think that we have to really begin to experiment with life. Not say that you have something special. I didn't say that just to be kind and courteous. You do. See, I think that there are not many people that come to seminars and workshops or will watch a program of this nature. Why? I just think that most people are just satisfied to where they are. I'm, I'm reminded of a man one day, he was walking down the street and he passed his porch where some people were on the porch talking and there was a dog moaning and groaning. And he was curious why the dog was moaning and groaning. And he, he went back and he said, um, excuse me, he asked the owner, why is the dog moaning and groaning? The guy said, because he's laying on a nail. He said, well, why won't he get off? He said, it's not hurting bad enough for him to get off. Just hurting bad enough to moan and groan. How many of you know people who should be here? Raise your hands, please. How many of you know people, all they do is moan and groan? Raise your hands. <laughs> Born and grown, I, I, I'm not making enough money. Born and grown, I, I'm, I'm unhappy with my job. 87% of people go to jobs that they hate. And in, in addition to that, you know, the, as we know that, that we have the dubious distinction in this country that on, on Monday morning, the heart attack rate increases over 35%. On Monday morning, between 6 o'clock and 9, people going to jobs that they hate. The heart said, didn't I tell you I didn't want to go and attack them? <laughs> so 
some of you don't want to go to work next Monday. <laughs> so the thing is this. So you want to find out what resonates with you. What is it you really want to do? You want to experiment with life and find out what fits for you. You have something special. You have greatness within you. You have the ability to do more than you can ever begin to imagine. See, I believe that anybody through observation and practice can perform at the level of excellence. But when you're pursuing your greatness, and this is worth writing down, you don't know what your limits are, and you act like you don't have any. So I say to you, you have something special. You have greatness within you. The problem with greatness, when you have greatness, greatness to you might escape your mind because your greatness is also in your normal. Things that you step over, things that you overlook, things that you take for granted, things that might not be valuable to you because you are inundated and saturated with them are valuable to other people around the world. I was just talking to a gentleman the other day who said he exports artwork from this country and then resells it in other countries at three times and four times the price that you pay, that you sell it for retail over here. We all have to think differently. There are no barriers. There are no restrictions. There are no limitations. You can go as far as you want to go if you know how to work it right. You got to start thinking differently. Your marketplace may not just be your neighborhood. It may be your world. I had, the reason I'm standing on this stage today is because our world is much smaller. We are interconnected. We are interdependent. And that's why we need each other in order to succeed. Who would have thought? And I look at you and I say, you have greatness within you. You have the ability to do more than you can ever begin to imagine. No one could have convinced me that I would be doing what I'm doing right now. You know, the easiest thing I do every year is, is go into a sales organization and dramatically increase their sales or go into a prison and, and enable prisoners to see themselves differently and teach them the methods and techniques of how to plug into the system or motivate young people to begin to, to see how they can have a vision of themselves in the future and fit. That's the easiest thing I do, to, or train a speaker to help them to leverage their experience as a speaker and say, look, speaking is a projection of who you are, not who you think you ought to be, and come with power from a platform. That's the easiest thing I've ever done. Let me share with you the most difficult thing I've ever done. The most difficult thing I've ever done was to believe that I can do what I'm now doing. No one could have convinced me, just given my circumstances. I earn millions of dollars every year. No one could have convinced me. If, if both my parents came up here right now, I, I would not know either one. No one could have convinced me, being labeled educable, mentally retarded, born in an abandoned building on the floor in Liberty City, poor section of Miami, Florida, failing twice in school, no college training, never worked for a major corporation. I did not know. I can do what I'm doing right now. I'll never forget Mike Williams, my mentor. When I think a lot of people fail in life because of the fact that they need some mentoring. They need some coaching. Uh, repeat out to me, please. You need, you need some coaching. Yeah, see, 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 you can't see the picture when you're in the frame. I remember Mike saying, Les, you can do this. Mike, huh? Mike, how, man? Wait a minute, Mike. Uh, how, much, how much am I going to be able to... To, to, to charge, Mike, less, um, 
you, well, you could start out at $1,000 an hour. Mike, I don't make that working for two weeks. Come on, Mike. I, Mike, man, I, I appreciate your belief in me, Mike. Look, Mike, I work for the Miami Sanitation Department. Man, I've, I've been a garbage collector. I, I, you know, I've, you know I've, I've done door-to-door sales. That, that was great. And, you know, I, I'm here as a disc jockey. That's good, Mike, but, Mike, I, I don't think I can do that less. You can. But Mike, I don't have any credentials. I've never, I've never written any book or anything. Man, I'm, I'm not rich. How can I teach somebody to do something I've never done? But Les, why don't you just test yourself? Why don't you stretch, Les? Come on, man. Mike, I, I don't know. And here's something I, I realize. Write this down. Sometimes, you have to believe in somebody's belief in you until your belief kicks in. I respect Mike Williams. Here, this young man, he, he saw something in me that I didn't see it in a strong analytical mind. And I looked at him, I always respected his thinking. And he looked at me and he made me feel special. And I said, okay, Mike. And I just kept holding on to what Mike said to me. I just kept holding on to what Mr. Washington said to me. I kept holding on to my mother saying, you're special, Leslie, when they said you're educable, mentally retarded. Mama didn't know what that meant. She only had a third grade education. So she said, he'll be all right, honey, hard head, make a soft behind, he'll be fine. <laughs> but she said, you're special, baby. You are special. And, and they kept saying that over and over again. Faith comes by hearing and hearing and hearing. And so here's what I want you to do. Let us say together, as you think about your goals and your dream, let us say together, it's possible together, please. It's say it like you mean it. It's possible. I had just started junior high school. And in order for me to get to high school, I had to walk through the drug dealers, literally step over the whores and the drug addicts, walk through a graveyard, then in the next block past gang members, and then go through the projects and then come to a six-lane intersection and it was always busy but just beyond that was the school. Well one day as I'm approaching this intersection I hear this voice saying, will someone help me cross? He was in a suit. He had a cooler in a hand and a folded lawn chair in one hand and his cane in the other. Will someone help me cross, he said. People kept ignoring him, walking past him with their busy lives. We were poor, but we were busy. I don't know why poor people are so busy. <laughs> I said, I'll help you in my 13-year-old changing voice. He said, well, thank you, son. May I have your shoulder? I wish I had time to talk about giving your shoulder to somebody. I said, yes, sir. He said, don't trick me now. I said, no, sir, I won't. We crossed the street, I asked him where he was going. He told me that he was going to, uh, to my school to sell perline candy to the kids. So I helped him to the school and he said thank you and he told me that God would bless me for my kindness. He and I became friends, we took that walk every day. I came out of school one afternoon and there he was sitting outside in that lawn chair selling perline candy, 25 cents. And I saw one of the kids try to buy candy, right? And they gave Mr. Butler a dollar and they told him it was a $5 bill. I stepped in and I said, Mr. Butler, this is a scam. Needless to say, I had a lot of enemies at that school. But it didn't matter. I was glad to do it. You see, Mr. Butler was one of the first men in my life to see me. And what made it all the more special is that he was blind. He was a point of light. 
One morning I was late meeting him and as I walked up to the intersection, I could see Mr. Butler standing there, not saying a word. So I tipped up behind him and I said, I'm not going to say anything. I'm just going to wait to see what happens. He said, I know you're there, son. I said, yes, sir, I am. I said, I didn't hear you saying, will someone help me cross? He said, no, I was listening for you. I said, you were? He said, yes. Sometimes in life, son, when you pray and you've said all you can say, all you have to do is stand and wait and listen. What a point of light he was. There are many people in this world that are wanting, waiting, saying, asking, begging, hoping. Will someone help me cross? We all have the power to be a point of light. Thank you. God bless you. Appreciate it so much. It's time for Jessica and Tasia on Hindsight Radio. Connection Show, where we want to divinely connect with you. We are your hosts, Jessica and Tasia. Oh, peace, 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 everyone. Hope you all are doing well, having a great week. Hope the weather is nice wherever you are. It has been a dreary one weather-wise for us this week. We're getting a lot of rain, and I'm thankful for it. Yeah, that's good for your plant, yes. for your garden. The for garden. our garden, yeah, the garden is doing fantastic, mm-hmm. um, better than I've ever expected. And considering I am still a beginning beginner's gardener, if you want to call it that, I mean everybody can just do it. So really, you know, the fact that I was able to plant some seeds into the ground and everything is just growing, mm-hmm. fruitful, like abundant out there. So. Yes. Um, you guys haven't heard from us for a while, but we are back, and we just wanted to, well, I wanted to mention something I've learned this week. I thought it was good for people to know. Maybe it's on time for some of you guys, and it's divine, mm-hmm. you know. Um, something else I've discovered this week, new news to me on the benefits of black seeds. Well, Jessica, you usually ask. I was about to okay. go there. I was about to go there. But right. I already I started, so I, I need to finish that one. Okay, I got ahead yeah. of you. No, no I was just, yeah. But anyway, how's your week, Taylor? <laughs> oh, um, well, it's, it's ending off well. I um, had to really uh, ground myself um, earlier this week throughout the week, mm-hmm. um, and I just, I had, thinking about the past and everything in it, I, I realized that I have to be in the present, and 
experiences and people in my past are not doing any good for me now. The only thing that I can take is from um, the past and what was instilled in me and to continue on to the present and not get so overwhelmed of uncertainties of the future. So I just really have to stay in the present and tomorrow will take care of itself as mm-hmm. long as I am diligent in now. So that's like a, a nice revelation epiphany and everything else to find that yeah. hit you this week. Yeah, it hit me. Um, I actually read it out of a, um, I guess you would say, I wouldn't, it wouldn't be an apocrypha, but it's one of the books that isn't in the Bible, the book of Thomas, where I, I've read a verse, one of Jesus' teachings, and let me see if I could, let me see if I could find it. I don't know what I looked at, looked at it in, but um, my interpretation of it um, was pretty much. Yeah, so um, I'm just, I'm going to look for it, but it was pretty much, you know, I'm just going to find it because it's better if I read it because it's all in there. So let me, let me try to find it. My week, um, to be honest, it feels like time is not enough. No matter how early, that's why I said tomorrow I need to get a bed five, maybe early, just to get a lot of things accomplished. But um, that's really what's been my dilemma this week is time, just running out. And it's not even time being wasted. It's just like a lot needs to get done. Um, yeah, you know, what's going on? I don't think I, I don't think I found it. On this one, I don't know. I, you know, I have like three different devices. Um, but I mean, pretty much what I was saying that um, you know, tomorrow God will provide if He provides for the the birds. Yes, in the regular Bible, and and it's I mean the teaching. Then don't worry about anything. And um, a the, lot of animals don't worry about anything. Mm-hmm. Like the rabbits out there. I have rabbits in the yard now. Um, they would love to get to the garden, but they can't reach it. But they were out there just eating what we call weeds, which we don't even want to get into that. A lot of the weeds that are out there in your yard, like the um, purple ones and the dandelions, all that stuff is really healthy. But anyway, they out there eating weeds and yeah. um, grass and things like that. They don't worry about anything. Worry about they anything. just know. They just know. Yeah, and it's, it's not like I'm... It's just everything's provided. Yeah, and it's not that you don't just not prepare for anything. Right. But it's that pressure of... But they're, that, they're doing what they were designed to do. Mm-hmm. Um, you know... A lot of animals don't worry about anything, and I guess that's the thing mm-hmm. of that scripture, that um, not to worry about tomorrow. 
But I, I, I'm just going to read a little bit from it. It's, um, no, I didn't find it, but I, it was something else that I found that I liked. Um, it says, his disciples questioned him, and they said to him, do you want us to fast, and how should we pray and give alms, and what diet should we observe? Jesus says, says, do not lie and do not, and do not do what you hate, for everything is disclosed in view of the truth, for there is hidden, there is nothing hidden that will not become revealed. And there is nothing covered that will remain undisclosed. So what really stuck out to me is um, do not lie and do not do what you hate. And um, it's where you have to be true to yourself. And um, I don't know, it just, it really, um, yeah, it hit me and being really authentic with who you are. And what you do, because you, especially if you feel your value is more than what has been placed on you as or assigned to you by others. And um, I feel I feel it really resonated with me um, in that way. If you feel your work is worth more than what you're doing mm-hmm. and you hate what you do, mm-hmm. Don't do that. <laughs> the truth will come out. It will mm-hmm. eventually catch up with Everything you. Everything will be done differently. Mm-hmm. Like, um, my example for that is, you know, more in depth of the case. But, like, even when it comes to being part of certain groups, mm-hmm. well, if I really, really don't want to do it, I just told myself I'm no longer doing that because my schedule had got so busy and I'm committed, like, weekly to a group, and I was just like, it was just so tasking just to drive across the city to get there, and I just dread it. I dread before I go. When we get there, things will be great, though. Mm-hmm. The whole session will be great, and then when you leave, it's like, oh, God, like, now we got to go. I mean, it's not like it was bad or dreadful on the way back. It was just like, oh, now it's late, you know, and it's just like that. For me, I had to tell myself, like, you know, this doesn't serve me in the way that I would like it to. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm not saying you can't do Oh, I don't feel like it today, so I'm not going to do it. I mean, if it's, if it's uh, drowning your tears, making you weary, then don't mm-hmm. do it. Um, definitely listen to that instinct. But I'm talking, for me, it was just like a constant habitual thing. I just tell myself, I'm not going to do that anymore, and life will be okay. And life was great. It was okay, mm-hmm. you know, with me not committing to something I didn't want to. And at the end of the day, it got done. So right. <laughs> so yeah, um, you know, without me, it got done. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, to thine own self be true. Be your authentic self. So yeah, it's yeah. just stripping you of who you are. Little by little. I'm glad you are learning that, Sage. That That's so great. Hope you continue on that journey of knowing yourself even better. Because I tell you, boy, I thought I was giving you example after example. You know, but you got to live it. So now it's catching up. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. That's good. You had a great. Well, that sounds like just a good week so far because you have some self awareness and some. Um, yeah. 
Yes, a lot. Like uh, some self grounding for real. Like, that's grounding right there. That's a foundation. And you know, like as far as my path and my journey, and it took as long it took as long for me to realize and come to realization with some of the things I'm realizing now. But it feels like it took a while, but then it all of a sudden just feels like it's there. Like right. Because it's, it it's like a carrot in front of you, and it, like, took you a while to get there, but it's already there, but you're And then guess what? This journey's still going. It's still going and still growing. <laughs> Once it stops, then that's thin. Right. <laughs> <Mind> <laughs> up. <laughs> no, it's a good Ooh, yeah. time. I don't even want to get into that subject because everything is changing. I don't even want to get into it. The galactic and all that. I'm. I can't even teach with the stuff that they talk to me. I'm just like, okay, everybody. Remember the time last year when we all needed to prepare? We still need to do that. Deep dive, okay? Don't hold back. Everybody still grow your own food. You know, do your investment. I mean, do what you can, save what you can, stock up on what you can, have an exit plan. And that goes for all of us. Yeah, all of us talking to ourselves. So, yeah. Anyway. Yeah, if you don't know, this show is divine and in divine timing. So, take heed. Yeah, take heed. Yes. So, what is it? Don't be scared. Be prepared. Mm-hmm. Okay? So, if you're prepared, you won't be scared. Mm-hmm. Um, but... Switching over to something I thought was fascinating because I'm dealing with blood pressure this week with my fiance who just had this crazy high blood pressure. But anyway, so it caused me to research. I know I have remedies and I, you know, have herbs, teas, um, extracts, all kinds of things. But um, as far as getting things in your body to lower blood pressure, something that I learned this week was about um, black seeds. So I ended up looking that up, and I just want to read some stuff to you guys because I think it's not as good to know. Because I think we hear about black seeds. Everybody knows what black seeds are. I mean, it's just honestly, I mean, nothing's new under the sun, but it just appears into the earth like five years ago. <laughs> okay, not really, but I'm just saying like it's popular now. Like there's a lot of stuff that's popular. I remember when turmeric came on the scene. It's always been there, don't get me wrong. Like, you know, Indian India, all of, it's a it's a popular spike. So listen, we didn't have turmeric capsules and all that. So that's what I mean. But um so there are some great benefits, and um, I want you to know about it. So it's loaded with nutrients, and it's an antioxidant. So a typical serving of brown flax seeds is one tablespoon, which is seven grams. So it says just one tablespoon provides a good amount of protein, fiber, omega-3 fatty acids, in addition to being a rich source of vitamins and minerals. So um, 
I was really surprised to see that it was cruciferous omega three fat. Um, so if you are a vegetarian or you don't eat fish, vegan, all of that, flaxseed can be your best source of omega three fat. Um, I also think omega three fat is what you need, not need, but it's, a, it's good to have when you're taking vitamin D. I think it helps to absorb the vitamin D. You know, there are certain things that work with one another to help you absorb. And I'm trying to remember, there was something else I learned this week about vitamin D helps you absorb. Okay. When I remember, I'll let you guys know. But anyway, so we know that omega-3s are important because it's the heart health. But one thing I learned was omega-3s can help fight depression and anxiety. So, you know, those are common mental disorders in the world. Um, but, yeah, it can it can help with that. So it can help lessen all the constant worry and nervousness. Um, and it says um, studies indicate that people who consume omega-3s regularly are less likely to be depressed. Um, yeah. And I think I forgot to mention that um, since it is like a alternative to fish omega-3s, they are rich in what's called alpha linolenic acid, which is ALA. So I'm going to just say it like that from now on. Um, but um, Oh, yeah. So, yeah, there are three types of um, omega-3 fatty acids. is the ALA, DHA, and the um, EPA. And um, so omega-3s can also improve eye health. And um, so DHA is a type of omega-3, and it's a major structural component of the retina of your eye. So if you don't get enough DHA, um, vision problems arise. Mm. So, yeah. Um, and also, so omega-3s help improve your brain health. For those that don't know, brain health during pregnancy and early life. So, that crucial for brain development in infants. And, like, I made sure that Trinity took DHA fish oil while she was a toddler. That was our ritual, along with multivitamin. That was all she did to help. I knew it helped with the brain. Um, so, yeah, it says uh, it's no surprise that infants fed DHA fortified formula have better eyesight than infants and a formula without it. Uh, you know, I have my, I have my uh, biases when it comes to formulas, but. Anyway, um, formula's not wrong, but that's what they put in it. Anyway, um, yeah, so omega-3s help heart disease uh, risk factors. So um, heart attack and stroke, you know, or they say it's a world leading cause of death. And it says that researchers observed that fish-eating communities had a very low 
at very low rates of these diseases, um, and it's linked to the omega-3 consumption. So it reminds me of, like, the Mediterranean diet when we mostly like, eat, like, fresh, clean foods and fish, and then the fish is in, like, fried, made in a healthy way. It's not every day. It's just, yeah. So, um, so, yeah, also it reduces ADHD in children. It can um, because it says that ADHD is a behavior disorder characterized um, by attention, hyperactivity, and impulsivity. And it says that several studies note that children with ADHD have lower blood levels of omega-3 fatty acids than their healthy peers. So, um, and, um, numerous studies observe that omega-3 supplements can reduce the symptoms of ADHD. So if you have children that are a little on the higher active side, just um, I would implement it in, like, some applesauce, you know, give them a tablespoon, stir it up in there, and, you know, make it a part of your, put it in a salad or something. Um, it can reduce symptoms of metabolic syndrome, so also known as belly fat and high blood pressure. Um, things like that. And, um, it, fights, it can fight inflammation, autoimmune diseases, improved mental health disorders. Um, it also helps, it can fight age-related mental decline in Alzheimer's disease. So a decline in brain function uh, is unavoidable. Consequences of aging is what it says. But it says several studies link higher omega-3 intake to decrease age-related mental decline and reduce risk of Alzheimer's. And I didn't know that. So I knew that things like coconut oil, mm-hmm. and um, blueberries, and things like that. Um, so, yeah, and it says it may help prevent cancer, it can reduce asthma in children, it can reduce fat in your liver. Some people got fatty liver, um, not even alcohol-related. Um, um, and that and it may improve bone and joint health and alleviate, it can alleviate menstrual pain and it can improve your sleep. So it says studies tie sleep deprivation to many diseases, including um, obesity and diabetes and depression, but it says low, low levels of omega-3 fatty acids are associated with sleep problems um, in children and obstructive sleep apnea in adults. So if there's low levels, you know, if your omega-3 is up, doesn't have to be to flat sleep, but I'm just saying, you know, it has a lot of benefits. And then also omega-3s are good for your skin. And... Yeah, so I got stuck on the omega-3 part, but I just want you guys to know. Uh, flat seeds are good omega-3 uh, option, source of omega-3, okay. and omega-3 fat. But also, um, they're rich in dietary fiber, and they can improve your cholesterol, and I'm back at the lower your blood pressure 
situation because it says um, a Canadian study found eating 30 grams of flaxseed daily for six months lowered systolic blood and diastolic blood pressure by 10 mmHg in, in seven mmHgs respectively. So the top number by 10 and the bottom number by seven. So like the, the systolic is your top number and the diastolic is the bottom number. So they want you to have your blood pressure below 120 and 120 over 80. So technically it's supposed to be below that. Um, that's like the standard. Everybody has a different baseline, but that's the standard. So if your blood pressure is higher than that, they're going to call it pre-high blood pressure or Usually when it's like mid-40s to 50s, that's, that's where it starts. You have high blood pressure. Um, anything super high, like 170 over 1, anything high, because the bottom number needs to be lower, because that's the part of your heart that's to be resting. So it should not be over 80. Like, it shouldn't be like 90 and up. I'm not going to say, oh, if your bottom number is 85, like 84, I don't say, oh, go to the doctor, but, like, you need to keep that under under 90 if you can. Um, How often should you monitor your blood pressure? I mean, that varies from person to person. It depends on who has blood pressure. I don't know. The last time I did. Yeah, well, I can check your blood pressure for you if you're concerned. I used to just find the little blood pressure machines at the store. The store. <laughs> yeah, those are, those, back in the day, I don't know if they do those anymore, but those were a little off. And I okay. just don't really like digital blood pressure machines like that because mm-hmm. they just really suck. Especially the ones that you buy for your wrist. People think, like, oh, this, you know, I know why they invented those because people at home, like elderly people need them and whoever needs them on their blood pressure needs it. And it's convenient to put something on your wrist mm-hmm. instead of where it really needs to go. And those are so inaccurate. Oh, wow. I yeah. did not know that. I used to, um, I'm not going to say that I have problems with uh, hypertension or anything. I'm not going to say that. But, like, in the past I, I did, and it was, like, hereditary, they would say. I'm not claiming that now, but mm-hmm. um, I used to have to be conscious about it. But right now I'm, I'm – I'm not really worried because I don't have any symptoms or anything, and I exercise uh, cardio, uh, yeah. cardio regularly. So. Yeah, you are. You're at least at that. You take, I mean, you you take good charge of your health. So, yeah. And then you don't have any symptoms. Uh, you know, like, I think people ignore their warning signs. Mm-hmm. Like, if you feel kind of funny, you know something isn't right, or if you have a headache, like, or something, like, you know. Mm-hmm. And it's like, because I know people used to come up to me like, can you check my blood pressure? Because I don't feel like, you know? Okay. So it's just like, it's kind of like that. Actually, there was a lady I knew that had really high blood pressure. She kept telling me she felt funny. You know, the next day she had a stroke. But I called the squad on her and everything for her, I should say. And she got checked out by a paramedic. She refused to go to the hospital. And she had a stroke the next day. And to the point she never got to go back to work. Like crazy, she yeah, she not getting used to doing it. But what got me the most out of that, out of all her symptoms, out of the blood pressure, was the one of the signs of stroke is the impending doom. I think people need to realize that. There's this 
I feel weird. Like, she felt so weird. Mm-hmm. Like, she was, she had tears coming down her face, and she was like, I feel funny. She kept telling me that. And I was like, let me check your blood pressure. It was high, like 180-something, over 120-something. And I was like, okay, well, we're going to call the squad, you know. But she didn't go. She was, I mean, she would have gone to the hospital because they would have tested her right away. And she, mm-hmm. That could have been avoided. Oh, that could have been. Yeah, she, like, her being on disability, not being able to return to work. So we need to pay attention to people. Pay attention to your body. Your mm-hmm. body knows, and you know yourself better than anyone else. Better than any doctor, like you know yourself. So tell them what's up, and make sure they listen to you. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah, that's another issue. Yep, especially with melanated people, you gotta fight for yourself. It's, it's unfortunate that you can't just go in there and say, "Oh, you, you know, I have this headache," and they just say, you know, and they just cater to your every need, like another person, um, like the next person. But you gotta go in there and you have to. Thing in there is 
estrogen is in there. So people that are estrogen dominant and dealing with other estrogen dominant issues like mm-hmm. fibroids and things like that, mm-hmm. I even though there's all these great things, just remember like it's a little estrogen. Gotcha. So just saying. Um, so yeah, that that I mean, black tea. Who knew? I mean, I even bought. We bought like a what? Uh, what do you call it? What is that? No, it wasn't little. Um, a wholesale size and didn't even know the benefit. Oh, yeah, we did. Mm-hmm. From um, the, okay. Yeah, from the, I can't remember. Why can't I think? A bulk size. That's what I'm trying to say. Bought it in bulk. Yeah, we did. We sure yep. did. Yep. So, we're putting that to you a little bit better. I mean, yeah. So, I want to people to know that and also hear some ideas on how to incorporate it into your diet. Um, I already mentioned some, but I thought there was something that's so good I do. What did they say? Well, I thought there was a list here. I don't remember where it is. So I know it's like Okay, well, you know. Oh, there it goes. It says um, adding them to water and drinking as part of your daily fluid intake, drizzling black seed oil as a dressing on a salad. Um, by the way, when it comes to salad dressing, you guys need to be looking at the ingredients. There's a lot of soy in that dressing. So if you need to reduce, like, soy has so many. That's high estrogen, first of all, but overly, yeah. Soy has so many things out of it. It is. Realize so until you pay attention, right? Yeah. So, mm-hmm. hey. Anyway, drizzle flaxseed oil as a salad dressing. Sprinkle ground flaxseed over your hot or cold breakfast cereal. So I'm thinking even, you know, put it in your oatmeal or something. Or even if you make some like muffins or things like that, it says mix them into your favorite yogurt, add them into a cookie, muffin, bread, and other batters. Mix them into smoothies to thicken up the consistency. Yeah, I heard um, that before. Yeah, I've done. I was doing that. Like when we bought that, I was um putting it in a smoothie. That's all okay. I was doing with it. Yep, add them to water as an egg substitute. Now that was genius for me because it's like a like, have you seen flax oil, uh, flax gel, flaxseed gel? I was like, that is a brilliant egg substitute. So I'm gonna have to do play with that. Okay. Yeah. Um, because eggs are high estrogen. Um, and incorporate them in meat patties and things like that. So it's creative. I mean, it's not like you're gonna taste it, <laughs> but it's the consistency that could be a problem. You okay. Can, you know, How whatever you're eating. Mm-hmm. Yep. Eating or drinking. So, so yeah, I just thought that the world should care about that. <laughs> yeah, that was good. That was good. Thank you for sharing that. That might need it. Yes, no problem. <laughs> so, along my journey, we're talking about my journey today. <laughs> I um, came a long way, I believe, in meditation. Okay. From saying before, I remember when I first time started, it was hard for me to tap in, tap in, yeah, and really focus on it with mm-hmm. the distractions that may be 
the number seven, um, I like to like tap into numerology a little bit, learn more about it, but seven is a significant number. Mm-hmm. And uh, seven is representation of completeness and protection and um, perfection. Mm-hmm. And um, this is coming from, which it could be coming from other um, sources, but this is really derived from um, the Bible. It took, it was seven days of creation. Mm-hmm. God completed and rested on the seventh day in completion of the universe. So, um, I when the first time I really, um, like, really tapped in, I want to say, and meditated um, outside of how I was taught in church to meditate um, on the word and you wasn't, I'm sorry. How I was told yeah. you wasn't taught. Well, okay. So thank you for that. Yeah. But I was told the way that I was told. Mm-hmm. Um, but the first time I veered off of that and um, really tried to open uh, my mind and my thinking into other ways of meditation, um, I used that, the chakra um, method. I guess we wouldn't say method, but had that in mind and visualizing actually having um, light travel um, from the bottom, um, which was the root chakra, or the bottom all the way up to the crown. So I could actually, I, uh, Envisioned, I visioned the light, and I could feel the light oh, from yeah. the root to um, all the way to my crown, and I could see it out, come out. Mm-hmm. So um, sometimes you don't know what that looked like. Like, okay, you like, what's that look like? What's that feel like? So right. that was my experience, and that's what happened to me. So just to share that, because if somebody were say that to me, I'd be like, okay, what? You did what? What happened? And it was um, activated really, um, I feel it was activated through um, vibrational frequency. So I just pretty much listened to, um, in the video I, I looked up, it was Christ consciousness, and that's a whole nother um, topic. Um, so okay. in that, that activated it for me. Um, mm-hmm. Activated, reactivated, I don't know what, right, right. but yeah. it activated for me. So with that, there's different um, attachments to the different chakras, so um, different frequencies you have, um, vibrations mm-hmm. um, through sound whether it's bowls or whatever it is, music, um, it's certain frequencies that go with certain chakras. So you have to, you can just look that up and see mm-hmm. um, which frequency is assigned to what chakra. Yeah. But that is the, see, and the people would not be so happy about it. Like when I had my experience, um, was it this year? Yeah. 
Um, not my experience, like it's only time. But I did have an experience when I was meditating one time and then um the sound bowl was being played and it was literally taking me into the heaven. Mm-hmm. Like I can feel myself mm-hmm. that's it. Yeah. And um it was just like it's like meditation is so needed for your soundness, for your mental, for everything, all holistic, mind, body, and spirit. I think yeah, we don't realize how important it is to stay balanced, mm-hmm. but mind, body, and spirit. So your spirit, like when's the last time you fed your spirit or you gave your spirit rest mm-hmm. or you gave your spirit relief? I mean, I mean, I've had some experiences. And I had one, like, even when it sent me into, like, out of nowhere, like, speaking in tongues. Like, it was, like, some powerful stuff happening when I would join in and do my meditation with, like, minded people, you know? So, yeah. yeah. The sound mode, the frequency is so amazing. Mm-hmm. Like, everything's a, everything's a vibration. Like, vibration to your body actually vibrating. Feel yeah the vibrations like you said you felt <laughs> yes I, like you were feeling a yeah. higher level mm-hmm. of consciousness you were opening up okay thanks. your crown that's all right okay your crown yes. <laughs> so <laughs> yeah um so yeah and uh vibration and it's a sign uh crystal as well uh for each chakra. Um, incense um, and color. Yeah. So. I love crystals because I'm like, man, that is amazing. Like, mm-hmm. how beautiful. Like, I remember my first, the first rock I ever owned that was a collector to me and got it when I was at summer camp as a child. And I just loved it. I'm like, that mm-hmm. I don't know. <laughs> it almost looked, it was black with gold inside, like, yeah. that almost it reminded me of, oh, and don't even even start on fool's gold. Like, I loved fool's gold. I was just all like, wow, why is this not valuable? Why is it fool's gold? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, yeah. It's valuable. I mean, you know, like, crystals, like, I mean, I get, like, you're saying, this representation of each chakra. Yeah. Man, crystals are amazing. I mean, you wear diamonds on your neck and your hands. Yeah, they, they mean something. They, yeah, but they're, like, beautiful. Mm-hmm. So let's not act like they're not. <laughs> you know what I mean? They're, it has they shouldn't multi- have any multiple purposes. Mm-hmm. Um, oh. And uh, you know, and that's another thing where if you, I don't want to just put on um, Christianity or just mm-hmm. the church or you know whatever, um, but. There's some some people that would caution towards crystals or charging crystals or using crystals. Um, yeah, but there's a dark to everything. Mm-hmm. But like, vocal dark. Yeah, and um, there's so many so many crystals and jewels in heaven. I'm thinking. Okay. Yes. And the um, Aaron's uh, breastplate that he had had stones for every tribe. So there's uh, significance in, in stones and crystals. Wasn't it Lucifer that had all these Yeah. But you you gotta remember he's an angelic he was an angelic. He was a cherub. Yeah. 
Next is your heart. So it's in your chest. You know that. <laughs> uh, your chest region. Um, loving emotions. Purification system for all the other chakras. So this is important. And I'm glad we touched on it before. Um, and the mantra for this is I am loved. I am compassionate. I practice loving kindness. All right, that has to do with the way that you view and you treat others too. Um, solar plexus, that's in the stomach region. It helps us find direction in life. It's the moral compass. Um, and I could say partially intuition could fit in here, but that's yeah. just me saying that. Because that's that good. It's like your intuition is up here, but mm-hmm. there's also confirmation with that. I'm going to tell you, I know about that good. Mm-hmm. It's like, whatever you want to call it. Yes. Yeah, the solar plexus. Solar plexus, I mean. The sacral neck. Yeah. Um, can I say the mantras for the solar plexus? No. Yeah. Okay. So I am powerful. I am glowing. I am motivated. Um, the sacral is uh, below the navel. It is the, um, has to do with your emotion, your sexuality your creativity, and your fruitfulness, Mm -hmm. your reproductive Mm -hmm. area. And a mantra for that is, I am sensual, I trust, I am open to feeling joyous. And last but not least is your root. It's in the base of your spine. Um, It's your survival, security, and prosperity. And um, I can also say rootedness, your groundedness. Um, and mantras for that is I am grounded, I have everything I need, I am at peace. So when you have all these in alignment and working properly, it is full enlightenment. So, what? Okay, so I was um, just want to add that um, once you once you um, cleanse, open, or activate any part of the chakras, you have to make sure that it's followed by um, the mantras or at least feeling. Um, you have to feel fulfill it with positivity and positive things and not um, negativity. Um, If you're clear and clean, you don't want to um, dilute or pollute the work that you have done. So after meditation, it shouldn't, you shouldn't go do something um, that will corrupt or counteract the work you just put in. Counteract the work that you put in. So that's very important um, to make sure that you, um, and also I believe you should cleanse your atmosphere too, your surroundings. Because just like when you bring people, what, you annoy your atmosphere, 
after that burning slowly lit up. But um yep. Um push your Right. Hey, everything is all the same at the end of the day. <laughs> I won't say everything is all the same, but I'm just saying. Just now what you say, you say mantra. We call it, other people over here call it affirmation. Mm-hmm. Over here, it's called speak it into existence. You know, speak it until you believe it. Put it out in the atmosphere. Right now, you are speaking little blessings or curses, right? Right in your mouth, your your words, everything is a vibration. Everything has life and death on it. So everything, like, just basic physics, like, Vibration. Your if you touch your chest while you are talking, you feel your voice vibrating. There's power in there. There's power. Even if you speak over your food, you speak over your. If you speak over the water element. Oh yeah, yeah. Okay. When you're drinking your tea or your water, speak over it. It will you will feel vibration. Mm-hmm. Speak over it and drink it. That'd be another way. Yeah, um, you're right. That you is. You know, activating. That is. So just saying, there's power and we don't even know it, or we're not even realizing it. Power and curses. Mm-hmm. So that's why I mean, it's got to be more conscientious of what we say. I try not to say bad things, but you know, like about like over a life. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, some things it just is what it is. You know what I mean? Just is what it is about situation. Somebody is, but other than that, like, part like a curse, I try not to do that. Oh, you have to like it's a curse, you know? Like, yeah. If I say something about, we're talking about blood pressure, so if I'm just like, uh, it's just gonna be that way, and it's just like, yeah, that's why I was know. so careful to not place that on myself, you know? Exactly. That's what I'm talking about. That's a good example. You were conscientious about that, mm-hmm. and you were saying that you were not gonna claim in your bloodline or your lineage and things like that because it stops with you. Right. So, exactly. And yes, so anyway, guys, we thank you for tuning in. Yeah, thank yeah. you. I think that was it. We just got to make sure we do our announcements. Yeah. But, um, so yeah, thanks for tuning in. And um, we're here every Thursday. We well, I should say every Thursday. We do Thursday. Yes, Thursdays at 7. <laughs> Thanks for rocking with us. We appreciate the support. Check out our website, jtmuse.com, jtmuse.com. Um, and every Sunday we have Beth Sheba at 7. Raising Independent Thinkers. Yep. Same channel. And on Tuesdays we have Akeem L. at 7. Tuesday. Tuesday. Mm-hmm. And Wednesday, Solomon's Temple at 10 a.m. Mm-hmm. Peace out. Peace.